0: This is the Bible in one day 165. A spacious place. John Newton was a militant atheist, bully and blasphemer. He was a wild and angry young man. He was press-ganged into the Navy at the age of 18, where he broke the rules so recklessly that he was publicly flogged for desertion. He was hated and feared by his crewmates and himself became a slave trader. At the age of 23, Newton's ship encountered a severe storm off the coast of Donegal and almost sank. He called out to God as the ship filled with water. And on that day, the 10th of March, 1748, God rescued him. He began a new life. He started to pray and read the Bible. Eventually, he joined William Wilberforce in the campaign to abolish the slave trade and became a leading light in that campaign. Newton is best known as the author of the hymn, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. To be rescued is to be saved, set free, delivered from danger, attack or harm. Jesus is the one who rescues you and brings you into a spacious place. From Psalm 73. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I
1: tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply, till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground, you cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed? completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me... It is good to be near God. I have made the Sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds.
0: A spacious place for you. Have you ever experienced the slippery slope of sin? You find yourself slipping further and further down a path that you do not really want to be on. The psalmist found himself on the slippery slope. As for me, my feet had almost slipped i nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Your whole perspective changes when you enter the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. It is the arrogant and wicked who are on slippery ground. Although they may seem outwardly successful and prosperous, they're on a road that leads to destruction. It is senseless and ignorant to be envious of the ungodly. When you get a proper perspective, you realize how almost unbelievably blessed you are. There is nothing that compares to walking in a relationship with God, knowing His presence, His guidance, and His strength, and His promise that He will take you into glory. You are far better off than the ungodly, both in this life and in the future. God brings you into His spacious place. When you see what you've been rescued from, you realize how good it is to be near God and you want to pass the good news on to others. But I'm in the very presence of God. Oh, how refreshing it is. I've made Lord God my home. God, I'm telling the world what you do. Lord, thank you that you've rescued me from the slippery slope and brought me into a spacious place. New Testament
1: He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem, and he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer. For my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who caused havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night, and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them, and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord, And
0: encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. A spacious place for the church. Do you know anyone who's very antagonistic towards Christians and the Christian faith? Saul was like that. John Newton was like that. I was like that. When we read the account of Saul's conversion, it gives us hope that God can change the most unexpected people. In this passage, we see a double rescue. The church is rescued from the darkness brought about by Saul's attacks, and Saul is rescued from his own inner darkness. God's transforming power chains Saul from a persecutor of the church into the great church leader, evangelist, and apostle Paul. Saul had a privileged background. He was a Roman citizen from Tarsus. He was a highly educated intellectual. He was a qualified lawyer. He was a deeply religious man with a strong belief in God. Yet Saul was living in darkness on a road that led to destruction. He was out for the kill. He was trying to arrest Christians and put them in prison. He had a terrible reputation among the Christians because of all the harm he'd done to them and the fact that he'd wrecked havoc among the followers of Jesus. On the road to Damascus, Saul was suddenly dazed by a blinding flash of light. Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? As Saul had never met him before, how could he be persecuting Jesus? In that moment, he must have realized that the church is Jesus. It's his body. In persecuting Christians, he was in fact persecuting Jesus. Later, he was to develop this understanding that the church is the body of Christ. Saul's physical blindness symbolized the spiritual darkness in his life at that point. When Ananias laid hands on him, his sight was restored and he was filled with the Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He was rescued from physical and spiritual darkness. Not only did Jesus rescue Saul from darkness, but he also appointed him as his chosen instrument. He said to Ananias, Go! This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. However, God did not promise him an easy life. With great privilege would come suffering, for I will make it clear to him how much he will be afflicted and must endure and suffer for my name's sake. At once Saul began to preach that Jesus is the Son of God. He grew more and more powerful proving that Jesus is the Christ. Like a lawyer, he produced the evidence to show that something had in fact happened in history. Jesus had been crucified, raised from the dead, and is the Christ. Through the rescue of Saul, the church was also rescued. Things calmed down after that, and the church had smooth sailing for a while. All over the country, Judea, Samaria, Galilee, the church grew. They were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. The Holy Spirit was with them, strengthening them. They prospered wonderfully. God had brought the church into a spacious place and they enjoyed a time of peace and blessing. Lord, I pray that you will bring the church in our nation into a spacious place that strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit it will enjoy a time of peace and grow in numbers. Old Testament from 2 Samuel 22 and 23 David
1: sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my saviour. From violent people you save me. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and have been saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy, with great bolts of lightning he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of breath from his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me, he drew me out of deep waters, He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, He has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. With your help I can advance against a troop. With my God I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and crushed them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them completely, and they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I pounded and trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the peoples. You have preserved me as the head of nations. People I did not know now serve me. Foreigners cower before me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be my God, the rock, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man you rescued me. Therefore I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories he shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. 2 Samuel chapter 23 These are the last words of David. The inspired utterance of David, son of Jesse. The utterance of the man exalted by the Most High the man anointed by the God of Jacob, the hero of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke, the rock of Israel said to me, When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. If my house were not right with God, surely he would not have made with me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. Surely he would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered with a hand. Whoever touches thorns... Uses
0: a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. A spacious place forever. As David comes to the end of his life, he praises God for rescuing him again and again from his enemies and from death and destruction. God is his rescuing knight. A hostile world, I called to God. To my God, I cried out. From his palace, he heard me call. He brought me right into his presence, a private audience. Many times he called out to the Lord, and the Lord heard his voice. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. When God rescues you, he doesn't want you to stay as you are. When I cleaned up my act, he gave me a fresh start. God rewrote the text of my life. He wants you to lead a blameless life and to keep yourself from sin. He wants you to be faithful, pure, and humble. With God's help, you can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. God arms you with strength and enables you to stand on the heights. He broadens the path beneath you so that your ankles do not turn over. Whatever you are facing, a difficult teacher or boss, a complicated marriage, raising a problematic child, God gives you strength to stick with it. David, in the evening of his life, summed up his experience of God and of life. God had rescued him and anointed him. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. God had already saved him. Yet, there was more to come. Will he not? bring to fruition my salvation and grant my every desire. God's rescue plan of salvation will one day be brought to fruition. On that day, the rescue will be complete and you will enjoy a spacious place forever. Lord, thank you that you have rescued us through the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Thank you that one day the rescue will be complete when Jesus returns and we will be in a spacious place with him forever. Pepper adds, In 2 Samuel chapter 22, it says, It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. This is rather encouraging when I feel so unprepared for so many situations most of the time.